Chapter Three of Stories of the Ships by Lewis Ransom Freeman. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Section Three: Getting Together. What the British Blue Jacket Thinks of the American. The British naval officer, sapient of many ports and peoples, had a pretty clear idea that in the American naval officer he was going to find an ally who, in spite of a number of superficial differences from himself would still be a deal easier to act in intimate cooperation with than any of those with whom he had been fighting up to the time of the entry of the united states into the war with the british sailor it was different only a few of him had ever met any american blue jackets and these meetings for the most part confined to the bars and boonts of shanghai hong kong singapore and the other ports of the far east had not always been of a nature calculated to be promotive of international amity the american jacky was chiefly remembered by the british for the softness of a speech that belied the hardness of a fist and an astonishing and unaccountable penchant for scattering mexican dollars from rickshaws for coolies to scramble for it was a good deal as a brine-pickled old british man-o-war's man of many years service said to me a few days ago we never had no chance to know the yanks afore the present sir we was allus eyeing each other distrustful like when we was in the same ports and we was never getting much closer than the length of a bar apart the result was that we only seed the few things in them that was different from what we was and they likewise with us and of course we never spotted the things in which we was just alike all that i recollect of the yanks we used to run into on the china station was that they was dressed different from us talked different and even swore different the way they cussed struck me most of all it was so earnest like that was the thing i remembered em best for at the blokes what cussed like they was saying their prayers and so it was that the british and american blue jackets remembered each other for their differences rather than for the traits they had in common naturally the picture was a distorted one on both sides but when with the coming of the american ships to european waters the first chance to get together and become really acquainted was offered each soon began to see the other in the proper perspective and from the very first they have become better and better friends with every day that went by a good many british sailors have told me during the last few months of the increasing ties of friendship and kinship that were knitting between them and the yanks but perhaps some extracts from an article which has just appeared in the little monthly magazine published by the lower deck of one of the battleships of the grand fleet will give the best idea of the way things have gone in this respect it was signed blue jacket and i have learned that the writer is a seaman gunner who like the great majority of his mates never met any of his cousins from across the atlantic until the american battleship squadron joined the grand fleet last winter we had all heard a good deal of the yankee fleet it begins and a few of us had seen yankee ships before in our voyages abroad but to the most of us their manners and customs were a sealed book and so many curious glances were cast toward their battleships after their arrival to take their place beside us just to catch a glimpse of an american sailor we all had our various ideas of what they were really like and i am giving away no secret when i say that we did not expect them to come up to our standard or to be very much of our own kind 
this was inevitable owing to the feeling fostered by some sections of the british press during the preceding years of the war in which america had been neutral consequently we were more than a little surprised on meeting them ashore for the first time to find them such very good fellows perhaps the thing that surprised us most about them was to find that there was less difference between the english that they talked than there was between that of the cockney and the scotchman or the cornishman and the yorkshireman or the welshman and the lancashireman that is to say it was easier for the run of us to understand them than it was for us to understand each other but the thing that we liked best about them was the quiet way they had of speaking this i must admit again was also a great surprise to us for the yankee of our funny papers and music halls was invariably very loud-mouthed and boastful they had some rather fearful and wonderful slang it is true but the most of it was so expressive that we had not the least difficulty first in following it and then beginning to adopt it for our own use for instance it was as easy to see that some class those shooting irons on the lizzie referred to the fifteen-inch guns of the queen elizabeth as it was to see that pretty nifty with his hot footing eh boy referred to the way charlie chaplin was kicking out with his feet in the movie there i have dropped into a yankeeism myself nothing could be more catching at the y m c a hut we have probably been borrowing more of their language than they have of ours so far for many of the yankeeisms seem to go right to the spot so much better than ordinary english our first meeting on shore got on so well that we decided to get up some kind of a game with them it was out of the question for us to try to play their baseball or football just as it was for them to tackle our cricket but we had heard that one of their ships had been having a try at our association football and on the strength of this we sent them a challenge for a game of soccer the fact that they jumped at the chance to take us on at a game at which they had practically no experience is the best evidence of the kind of sporting spirit we have found the yanks showing about everything when the time for the game came there is no denying that we began to get rather nervous not because we were not sure we were going to give them a licking for ours is the champion soccer team of the grand fleet but because we weren't quite sure what we were going up against there goes another yankeeism just because it puts the thing better than any words in our own language we had read of what a shambles the field at an american football game was and of how the men fought in armour like the knights of the crusades and of how each team was attended by its own stretcher-bearers and casualty clearing station frankly we were afraid that they might take the occasion to yankify soccer along these lines as a precautionary measure we made a point of getting shore leaves for just as many men as possible so as to be sure of being in sufficient force to back up our boys if it came to a fight for life indeed we were much relieved to find on landing that the british blue jackets outnumbered the american by three to one and that there were no evidences of hospital arrangements of course we beat them for our team had years experience of the game where theirs had days but the game was keenly contested all the way 
and the score of six to one in our favor was by no means as one-sided as we could have piled up against many of the british ships of the grand fleet there was no sentiment about it either we licked them as bad as we could their training in the yankee game had made them quick to master the main points of the british and the result was that they had made a progress in the latter which must have been just about a record considering only one or two of them had ever seen soccer before we heard them cursing each other a bit now and then in an effort to stiffen up their defence but so far as we were concerned they displayed nothing but the cleanest kind of sportsmanship by their showing on this occasion we were prepared to hear as we did shortly that this same yankee team had won games of soccer from two or three of the british battleships and battle cruisers nothing but their greater interest in baseball which they were able to take up in the spring has prevented the yanks from turning out a football team that would have been a real contender for the grand fleet championship and even as it is they have given us an example of their adaptability quick-wittedness and sportsmanship that has won the admiration and respect of everybody but it was not till the long days of summer came and surely was granted more liberally that we had a chance to really form friendships with our new allies perhaps it was baseball that helped us more than anything else in getting acquainted the commander-in-chief having provided suitable grounds a baseball league was formed of the teams of the several american battleships and from the very start these games provided a very strong counter-attraction to our own football matches there might be a half-dozen football games in progress, but the moment the wild yelling from down in front of the pavilion told that a baseball game was under way, all the spectators melted away at once, and sometimes even the players themselves chucked their hands in and went over to see the antics of the Yanks. It was these antics, rooting, I think they call it, though I don't quite know why, that attracted us at first but we were not long in finding out what they were driving at and really following the progress of the game certainly none of us had ever seen the ball handled with such dexterity both in the way it was caught and the way it was thrown and the best cricket seemed dull and tame in comparison we especially admired the quickness of the players on their feet both in fielding and running round the bases few british blue jackets could show such speed and we have decided the yankees are faster because they are all shorter service men than we are and so have had less time to get slow and beefy through ship life we hope to make our beef and bulk tell against them in boxing and rowing they tell us that it takes ten years to make a good baseball player and we can well believe it as none of us are yet ready to acknowledge the possibility of the war lasting that long it is hardly likely that we shall try to turn out any teams with the idea of nosing the yanks out of the baseball championship of the grand fleet but all the same we are fully determined to tackle the game for the game's sake and to play it among ourselves as we get a chance the british matelock never did have the patience to play cricket but baseball has so much that cricket lacks that it is by no means impossible that he may take to it in time just as our canadian cousins have in the meantime our old song which goes we'll ramp and we'll roar like true british sailors will have to be sung we'll ramp and we'll roar like yankee baseballers 
for there is no question that they can outramp and outroar us with several cables lengths to spare the baseball games have given us a welcome chance to show our friendship for the american blue jackets it is the custom to provide each member of a british shore leave party with tickets good for two pints of beer at the recreation club the yank ships being teetotalers did not do this and so the poor chaps would have had to get on without any beer if we had not come to their rescue soon it became quite the regular thing for a british sailor to provide his yankee chum with half his beer tickets and as many of the days were sweltering hot you may believe they were appreciated as the present beer we get does not contain enough alcohol to intoxicate a fly american mothers need have no fear that there is anything in this action calculated to lead their sailor boys astray i need hardly say that the yanks have reciprocated every time they had a chance i was having tea at the naval club a few days and having neglected to bring any sugar ashore from the ship i was about to do the best i could without it when an american sailor reached over from the next table and handed me his ration saying he had come provided with an extra one for just that purpose and it was fine white sugar too i have seen the same thing happen a number of times the yanks seem to be allowed an extra lot of sugar and sweets to make up for not having grog they tell me that they don't miss the latter very badly and i can't say that they seem any the worse for not having it perhaps that is the one thing that we have worried most about since the yankees came as to whether or not their example would cause the british ships to go dry too who can say stranger things have happened but the change will hardly come during the war anyhow the few weeks sport at this base gave the men a chance to meet in such a way that they could form real friendships and i know of a number of instances where british sailors have asked yankees to visit them in their homes if ever there is a chance that the leaves work out favorable to that arrangement we found that we had a great many things in common with them so much so that writing some weeks after these meetings it seemed awkward to speak of them as yanks at all they have become so much part and parcel of ourselves i cannot close this without mentioning an amusing incident which occurred to a messmate of mine this chap was told off for patrol duty at the railway station and as was usual had a yankee sailor as a partner the latter being provided with a small truncheon according to their custom the british lad who was a good deal of a youngster got interested in the stick and asked many questions to all of which the american replied with the greatest good humour among other things he said that the truncheon was loaded and that it was used for quieting obstreperous sailors after this my friend kept his distance and on returning to his mess explained to an attentive crowd all the happenings of the afternoon ending up by saying that he took no chance with that loaded gun stick as he was afraid it might go off by mistake it appears that he actually thought that a loaded stick meant one that went off when a man was hit with it you may be sure that we lost no time in passing the joke on to the yanks who appear to be enjoying it quite as much as we have 
indeed perhaps the surest sign of the good solid base our friendship is built on is the fact that it has long ago reached the joking stage the one at which we both feel quite free to throw aside company manners and rag each other without fear of being misunderstood or hurting anyone's feelings and that let me tell you means that we've at last got out a sheet anchor that ought to keep the bark of our common friendship head to wind through any storm that is ever likely to threaten to swamp it i do not think there is much that i need add to this naive but comprehensive statement of the way in which the yankee bluejacket has impressed his fellow of the british navy the life of the grand fleet is a strenuous one and at times many weeks may go by in which there is no opportunity for the men to foregather ashore how well these rare opportunities have been used by the british and american sailors to become acquainted is evidenced by the frequency with which the officers doing the ship's censoring come across letters from one to the other and the cordiality of the feeling which is springing up may be judged by the fact that the commonest form of address is dear chum the friendships which are growing between the thousands of americans and britons who are holding the seas to-day will be of incalculable influence in strengthening the bonds of international amity between the two nations upon whom most of the responsibility will rest in determining the future of civilization End of section three